the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let's move into the second hour. And uh, State Representative uh, Julie Mayberry has uh, joined us. And I specifically wanted to have her back on this week because we touched on something at the end of last week when she was on, just for a couple of moments. And it was something that concerned me. I've mentioned it a couple of times during the week. And uh, she's back on, so I want to talk to her about it because if you're a small business owner, uh, this could be some uh, money that you may be going to get taxed on that you weren't expecting to be uh, taxed on. The Tax Foundation published an article. Uh, its uh, title is, Will States Tax the Federal Government's COVID-19 Lifeline to Small Businesses? And uh, Jarrett Walzak is the uh, article uh, writer said the federal government is offering small businesses a lifeline in the form of loans that can be forgiven if they use the money for specified purposes. And we've talked about that. We've had the SBA on. We've talked to a lot of people about talked to Congressman Hill. Bottom line is federal government trying to help out small businesses with the PPP. Uh, and uh, a lot of businesses have taken uh, advantage of that, helping them keep their heads above water. Under federal law, loan forgiveness generally counts as taxable income, and states almost invariably incorporate this provision into their own codes. However, the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security, or CARES Act, expressly excludes the forgiveness of small business loans under the PPP from this provision. Since states generally follow federal treatment of debt discharge, they would be expected to incorporate this exception as well, but only, okay, let me listen closely, but only if they conform to the most recent version of the Internal Revenue Code, the IRC, which includes uh, the exception. Many states have what is called static or fixed date conformity, where they include large swaths of the IRC by reference, but not as it exists right now, which would mean if that's the case, right now, that would be considered income then, the PPP, which would mean your taxes are going to go up because you're going to be, quote, making more money, air quotes around more money. Uh, and I got state representative on the phone with me right now. So are are we one of these states that, uh, do static or fixed date conformity, uh, Representative Mayberry? The confusing answer is neither. <laughs> neither? <But>. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> so let me let me read to you what I was told from from our, our attorney up at um, the Bureau of Legislative Research when I asked about this because I was confused. If you notice, there's a little map on that article, and it it showed that uh, we were selective conformity. Um, <laughs> if you scroll down a little bit, we're in we're in pink or red, however it shows up on your screen. And I went, well, what what does that mean? You know, help help me understand. And she said. Arkansas is in pink on this map because we do not automatically adopt changes to federal tax law, which is rolling conformity. And we do not adopt all changes as of a particular date, which is static conformity. Instead, Arkansas adopts individual provisions and updates to federal law. There are some provisions we have adopted and update almost every regular session, and there are some that we adopt and do not update for years. Then, of course, there are some provisions that we have not adopted at all. The main reason Arkansas handles changes in federal law this way is because our Constitution prohibits the state from allowing anyone other than the legislature to determine what the law is going to be. So it does give the flexibility and the authority to our legislative body to um, decide those matters. So my belief is we need to decide this matter, and we need to do it before the end of the year. Um, I do have a bill that if it's not done, I I plan on presenting in, in 2021. But um, my hope is that we can take care of this um, sooner than that. And the only way that that can be done is if the governor calls a special session. And I have hope that he would. I, I just think that there's going to be so many things between now and the end of the year still to address that this would be one of them. Um, and a very important one, I think, that our businesses need to know this before the end of the year. Um, because going into 2021, they're going to start putting together their, their taxes and they, they don't want to be midway trying to figure out do we or don't we. Um, so it's really something that needs to be handled at least by the end of December. You know, it would be nice, uh, I'm looking on here, uh, be nice if we were one of the gray states. Uh, the gray states are ones that have no income tax. Texas, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> South Dakota, Wyoming. I'm just looking at those. What I thought was interesting, Florida doesn't have a state income tax, and they're in yellow, which means they're static conformity. And uh, Tennessee is in green. They're rolling conformity. Uh, I wonder why that has to be on other areas of uh, federal uh, legislative moves versus their states that would cause green and, and yellow to appear. The weirdest one, did you see Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania is uh, really weird. Yeah, it's, it's got uh, both. <laughs> yeah, it's rolling conformity and uh-huh. it is, uh, what is the other part? Selective, Selective. conformity. So yeah, there are both. some things that are the automatic and some things that they need to address. That's weird. Yeah. That's just kind yeah. of strange. They're the only state that's like that. Other than, I take that back now. Massachusetts. It looks to me Massachusetts is rolling and and static. Static. Uh, okay, so that's kind of interesting. But we are selective conformity, which means you, as a legislature, a legislator, and other members of the House and the Senate uh, will have to uh, make the necessary uh you know, legal changes to make sure businesses uh, don't have to pay taxes on this money. Right, right. So I did have um, a bill drafted. I did share it with the governor's office. I did share it with Matthew Shepard, or Speaker of the House, and I did share it with DFNA Director 
um, Larry Walther and, and um, you know, there's no, oh, yeah, we need to do this right now type, uh, you know, comment back. But uh, Larry Walther did call and, and did say that he's having their department look at all of these loans that are hopefully going to be considered forgiveness loans, all this other money that's coming in to just see what else might need to be addressed and put it all into one package. And I'm fine with waiting. This is not something we have to do tomorrow. Right. Um, but but it does need to be taken care of, and I hope that they are helping, you know, to look at what else, um, you know, a, a business receiving this money that's supposed to help them get out of this hole. Uh, so many businesses, uh, I think the big key is, is that they didn't close down because they wanted to close down. They were forced to close down. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a, a big key here. It's not someone being lazy. It's not someone not wanting to work. Um, and it's not bad judgment on their part. It's the government saying you cannot open your business. And, and so here we're trying to help them with these forgivable loans and, and other grant-type programs that are out there. And I don't want them to be hurt again. It's kind of like a slap in your face. <laughs> I, I agree. So, and I personally would rather see something done sooner than later because right. I'm with you. The quicker that that's put to rest – the the bigger side that can come up from the big uh, from the business com- uh, community or the bigger anger, depending on which way the governor decides to go. Right, right. You know, I think a lot of businesses haven't even begun to think about that yet. Um, right. But it will hit them. It, it it will dawn on them at some point, and we'll go. Oh no, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. So, um, you know, this is definitely something that needs to be addressed, and and we'll look and see what else um, they could be hurt by with with uh, accepting some of this. Okay, so my my secondary question to what we're talking about the PPP, what about the checks that went to individuals, the $1200 check or $2400 for a married couple or whatever? Uh, uh is a state tax going to be assessed against that? I know federal tax won't, but what about state tax? I don't think so, but let me double check on that before I I completely say that's what's why i was asking you know larry walther with dfna for his department to look and see what are all these um you know i to my memory no um that stimulus check does not count towards you uh, you know against you on your personally um but let me double check and and make sure i've got my t's and my i's crossed there so Okay. Well, we'll do. We'll yeah, dotted and cross. We'll we'll take yeah. care of that in just a moment. When we come back with uh, the state representative, you know, big change going on uh, in business with a lot of people doing their work from home, and they're not missing a beat. Is that the future? And if so, is that the future for the government? We'll talk about it uh, with State Representative in a moment. Don't forget, coming up at 735, State Representative Mark Lowry will join us from over in the Maumel area. We'll talk to him as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 17 minutes after 7, looking at 60 degrees in Little Rock, 56 in Cabot, 56 out in Conway, and 59 in Pine Bluff. we got more coming your way, traffic and weather, here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
All right, back uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Sean should be interesting this afternoon. He gets underway at 2 o'clock right here on uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Don't forget that uh, Rush gets underway at 11 o'clock until 2 o'clock here on uh, The Answer as well. I go until 9 o'clock. We'll have... uh, the next 10 minutes with uh, State Representative Julie Mayberry, and then we'll have uh, about 25 minutes with uh, State Representative Mark Lowry in the next half hour, and then uh, our good buddy from over at UALR Bowen School of Law, Robert Steinbach, will join us in the final hour. Uh, We were talking during the break, the State Representative and I, about, I was talking about having uh, Stephen uh, Meeks on, Mm -hmm. Uh, last week uh, talking to me about broadband. And if there's a state representative or senator that knows more about uh, uh, broadband, I'd like to meet him because Stephen has been working on this diligently and religiously for several years now and was talking about, you know, it's very difficult uh, for kids to get their their work done if they're out in the er uh, the rural areas of the uh, of the state and uh, you were saying last night that they that one of the tv stations had dr smith on and he was saying that we might continue this remote learning in the fall he he made a mention of that so you know what do we do he definitely made mention that i don't want to panic everybody that's not a a done deal but there was certainly an open um discussion of um we might have to still do something remotely in the fall, and that, that is very scary. I think all my kids in, in my own home just about had a heart attack because they went, oh, my, <laughs> you know, it's okay to finish out the school year, but we can't do this all next year. Um, so, yeah, it is it is quite scary. I hope that we can all be back in, in school and, and, and connected to broadband. We've been lucky in our house. We have Internet, and we have um, a few different devices that my kids can work with and, and share and and all that, but there's so many others that don't. I know we're in the Sheridan School District, and I know I have seen outside the Sheridan High School, um, I've seen students who are parked in their cars trying to do work. I've seen um, students who have been sitting out on the sidewalk underneath umbrellas um, because the sun is just so hot, there wasn't really any shade, and they were sitting there doing their work underneath an umbrella. And I've seen parents sitting there in the car while their student does the work. What parent has uh, three or four hours during the day to go sit in a parking lot so their child can do work every day? Uh, that's just, it's crazy. Um, you know, and I'm not, this is not a knock against the, the, the school district. They've done everything they can, but um, we can't ask that of parents continuously. We, all these homes need broadband. <laughs> well, then that's it. That- brings up an interesting question and discussion, and that is if the government is requiring something of uh, a household that, uh, you know, the the school can't cover, uh, basically, uh, what recourse does the the families have in the state of Arkansas? I don't think it's fair for the state uh, educationists uh, to say, hey, we're going to do it this way. Yeah, you're going to need broadband. And my God, we don't even have the infrastructure yet to get broadband everywhere in this state yet. Very 
very difficult. I know they have worked with AETN, um, you know, during this time period to be able to offer it um, instead of on the Internet, offering it through the, you know, TV. Right. Um, that still didn't cover the whole state, and it kind of makes each district have to follow the exact same um, uh, uh, curriculum and, and everything. That's still not a great option. For the emergency situation we were in, those were great options um, to get us by. But we we cannot do this in the fall. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah. can't. It's going to be this is going to be interesting. Then you bring up a, a subject that does not have a quick solution, and that would require, I would think, a uh, uh, some kind of a special session for you all to get in there and wrangle about this. Because the only way it would get solved is for you all to get involved. You know, you all being the legislature. Right. You know, and and as you mentioned, I think there's been a big push uh, for quite some time to make sure that our broadband capabilities around the state get improved. And this has just really accented that. And we should have been um, a lot more advanced than we are right now. Well, here's here's what you need to do. State representative say we need broadband, but we don't need more taxes. We got enough money to do this. We don't need more taxes. We I can do make agree. this happen. <laughs> I do agree. Because I, I can hear it already. Well, <laughs> let's just have a half a cent tax on this. I can just hear it. You can hear it too. You know the way oh, it yes. works there. Oh, yeah. You've been there for a while. All yes. right. So let's finish up uh, here with about the four minutes that we got remaining. Uh, people doing a lot of their work at home now. Uh, how do you see this changing? Do you think it's going to and this would really change state government? Do you do you think that's it's going to be widely accepted? You know, I think there are a lot of people who in the beginning thought there's no way you can do all this work from home. And I think they're discovering over this two, almost three-month period of time that, yeah, you can. And I hope that it helps our state government work more efficiently in the future. Um, It's always bothered me that our government owns, does not own um, all of our buildings, that we rent so much property and how much money um, we're constantly spending on renting property um, so that we can have offices and we might be able to have some people work from their own home instead of running these offices uh-huh. in various places and I think in some ways now not all jobs can be done from home I don't mean to insinu- you know to think that everybody can work from home but I think there are a lot of jobs that would be more efficient um, and and would be more um, friendly to the the worker to be able to work from home Amy Fetcher was quoted in that article that I sent to you saying that it's really opened up the state's eyes uh, to what can be done in a remote environment. Amy Fetcher is our transformation secretary, by the way. Okay. Um, You know, we're seeing um, uh, a lot more productivity um, working from home, people are not having to spend the time driving to work. They're saving money on gas. They're saving money on eating out at lunch. They're not having to buy expensive wardrobes to go to work. Some of them are probably uh, sitting in their jammies at home, and that's okay. <laughs> you know, it might mean that they don't need the raise. Um, gas prices, if they go back up, they won't need the raise to compensate for those gas prices. Mm-hmm. And uh, what sometimes, if you've ever 
tried to plan a meeting, it can take a lot of time to try to plan the meeting to get everybody there at the same time. And when someone doesn't actually have to be at that meeting and you can, you know, physically and you can do it through Zoom or some other type of technology, you can have a meeting organized very quickly and you can get to the point very quickly. No one wants to stay on those Zooms very long. Um, Less uh, social uh, chit-chat and more to the point and then you can get back to work. Uh, I really don't enjoy going to meetings that take two hours and I leave the meeting and say, boy, that could have taken five minutes. Um, So I think that that we will see a lot of a lot of changes in state government and and businesses more yeah. efficient use of our time yeah i uh, i saw an article i think it was out of, out of uh what was it um I can't remember the article, uh, the, the uh, magazine, but they were talking about how this was going to affect uh, real estate, that businesses were going to find out they didn't have to have as much real estate to, do, to do business. And, uh, you know, the, the old saying of, you know, God ain't making more dirt. Uh, may not apply to real estate in the near future. With that said, let's take a break. Uh, I got to let you go. I got to get Mark Fletch or Mark uh, Lowry on in the next uh, half hour. I appreciate you giving us the time today, State Representative a Julie Mayberry. Thank you. Always a pleasure to talk to you. We'll let you get on with your day. So, okay. Dave Ellswick Show. Let's get to the news. That's coming up at the top of the hour. Don't forget about. Uh, uh, Mark Lowry, who's coming up, we're going to talk further with about education with him because that's kind of his bailiwick. He likes to talk about education. We'll talk to him about this whole thing about using uh, broadband. That's all coming your way right after Rush. All right, I did want to admit that I have made my mistake for the week. Uh, I... Uh, made mention that this week was the final week of uh, May, and it is not. There are 31 days in May, which I forgot about, and I thought it ended on Saturday. It ends on Sunday. So you got two weeks left in May yet before we get to June. So we got two full weeks still remaining uh, here in May. Now, I may have made a mistake about May, but I'll tell you what. PI roofing doesn't make mistakes on your roof. Uh, they know about all the social distancing and everything else going on about COVID-19. They'll keep all of that in mind. They'll do every all your work over the phone or over uh, uh, conference calls on the Internet. And nobody has to get in, get within your six foot of uh, social distancing. They can show up, take care of your, uh, your roof. Now, some of you have gone through uh, the problems of some hail in the past uh, few weeks. You need to have your roof uh, checked by that. on that. Uh, we had a hailstorm a few years back here in Cabot, and I had them come out and look at my roof, and, man, it had beat my roof to death. I'd, you couldn't tell from on the ground looking up at it, uh, except that I had seen a couple of shingles had come off. And so uh, they came out looked at it and said, yeah, Dave, you need a new roof. Well, they got with my uh, insurance company, uh, the appraiser and the people from PI Roofing, walked my roof, looked at it, and, uh, you know, fixed it. 
And they can do all of that without hassling you inside your home if you're doing your social distancing and all the rest. If you're a high-risk person, uh, you shouldn't have to worry about your roof. Let PI Roofing worry about that and take care of it and get it all fixed for you. All you have to do is give them a call, 707-3551, 707-3551, or visit them online, piroofing.com, and mention to them, then I told you to give them a call or to check them out on the Internet. They'll be happy to hear that uh, where you got your information from. All right. We're going to move on now and talk with uh, State Representative Mark Lowry over in the Maumelle area. He joins us. And I wanted to talk to you about something I ta- I just got done talking to uh, Julie Mayberry about uh uh, state representative, and that's this. Let me let me deal with both topics first. Uh, all these companies that went out, small businesses, and took out PPP loans, uh, federal government says that does not count as personal income, but there's no there's no definite for sure that it won't count as income here in the state uh, because we have selective. Uh, uh, movement on this stuff so you guys have to come in together and decide that no we won't tax that that money that money that they got on those uh, 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 loans the other being uh, last night dr smith mentioned that uh, evidently on television that the schools in arkansas if uh, push comes to shove they might have to continue uh, with this uh, learning over the Internet uh, into into the fall. Now, there's a lot of kids that can't get their their classes over the Internet because they don't have broadband in their area. And uh, uh, State Representative Mayberry just said over, I think it was in Sheridan, uh, that the kids park out in the parking lot and you'll find them sitting on the sidewalks outside the school using their Internet to be able to do their homework because their families can't afford, uh, you know, streaming. So uh, what say you? Let's start off with that uh, that whole thing about the page uh, of uh, the PPP and the taxes uh, that could be uh, caused with that. And uh, your thoughts about that? Uh, the state rep would like to have the governor call a special session and have you guys take care of it. What do you think? Well, I think if that is something that cannot be done by uh, a a gubernatorial executive order, then we definitely do need to come back in a session to deal with it. And I I cannot imagine there being any uh, problem with that. There have been a a number of things that we have mirrored uh, along with what the feds have done, uh, uh, changing the the deadline for filing and, and such as that. So, uh, and I think some conversations have started to take place, not necessarily from the governor's office, but from legislators wanting to have a special session uh, to deal with a number of the issues, uh, such as making sure that there's more legislative oversight on the use of uh, the CARES Act money uh, that uh, I mean, we had significant debate last week about that grant program for the back to business business grants and how that was uh, uh, really kind of messed messed up by uh, AEDC in, in the first the first round. Right. Uh, as, yeah. As far as the uh, the schools, I, I've heard that uh, about uh, 
people having to go to areas where there is Wi-Fi. I mean, I've heard that from from people even in northwest Arkansas where there is great broadband uh, accessibility compared to rural parts of the state. And uh, there's just not been enough um, bandwidth or whatever in their home system where they so they've had to go up to the school parking lot or outside a restaurant or you know whatever to get access so um that that's very disconcerting that there's a discussion that they that we may still have to go to this uh online experience for the fall um so there's there's a number of issues right now that uh, i i think uh probably we need to be called into session about. I don't know if there's anything we can do about broadband. That's something that uh, not not in the short term. That's something that uh, we're definitely needing to put some money into for for many purposes. That's that's very, very true. So Mayberry and I also had a couple other, uh, I asked her a question she couldn't give me an answer on. I don't know if you can or not. If the PPP money could be taxed because uh, we have selective conformity when it comes to the IRC, uh, and and we've got to make the change. How about those twelve hundred dollar checks that uh, individuals got here in the state? Uh, federally, they've said we're not going to hit you for taxes; that won't count as income. But does the state have to do some selective conformity again to cover that for uh, the citizens of uh, Arkansas? Well, that's that's a good question, and and if there's uh, the discrepancy uh, in the handling on the issue of the the PPP funding, uh, then it's you know the potential is there that the, that we would have to do something as well for those twelve hundred dollar payments. Um, so I you know I think that there's you, you know you can't just go into a special session and say okay uh, you know uh, what, what what all do we need to address? You've got to be able to address that in the call up front. And right. so I'm, I'm hoping that conversations are taking place between leadership and the governor's office in terms of making the call. The governor's the only one that can make that call. Now, legislators can introduce legislation or introduce resolutions to take up other issues. Um, I think that they have to have a two-thirds approval from each house. That's right. To be able to add to the agenda, and uh, I, I know, um, and I'm certainly not one to steal anyone else's thunder, but I know some legislators are talking about wanting to address um, the legislature being more involved in uh, the uh, declaration of emergencies uh, within a state, and uh, not leaving that completely up to the governor. For instance, I mean we're we're under this emergency declaration still related to COVID-19, uh, which could include uh, a reversal on some of the openings that are taking place. And many legislators really want to be involved in those discussions uh, and it not just be a rubber stamp. And I understand the governor's acting upon the best information that he can get from Dr. Smith and from other entities. Um, but, you know, our Kansans are ready to get back to work, um, and uh, and and really, you know, even this easing of guidelines as far as opening up restaurants. A lot of restaurants are not opening 
because they just cannot make it on 33% seating. So they're waiting, you know, they're waiting for the next phase, which would be, I guess, the 50% level. Um, So we're not quite there yet, but I think, as you mentioned to me off air, uh, people, you know, the Dow is up dramatically already this morning. I think it's a great signal that people are ready. Uh, This economy is ready to boom. And we need to uh, we need to step up and do everything we can to enable that. Yeah, the Dow at seven hundred points to the positive right now, and that's 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 huge. I mean, that's that's a real rally going on uh, at the uh, uh, the Dow, and it's happening because people watched over the weekend how Americans were going to react as they could go back out to dinner and and uh, you know under restriction, and they they turned out. You know, huge. They went out to the di- out to eat big time. I mean, you know, here in Cabot at Colton's, that place uh, I never saw. I, the parking lot was uh, was filled up, not completely, can't be because they can't just put every table and every chair, put a body in it. But still, right. a lot more people out there than been out there for several weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, it's amazing how so many of our you know. It's almost been like a ghost town sometimes. I heard someone joke, and of course you'll understand this uh, as a Christian. Some people have said, you know, they felt like the rapture had happened and they had been <laughs> left behind, you know. Yeah, that's kind of true. You could drive into to Little Rock or whatever, and it's like, where's the traffic? Oh, my gosh, have I been left behind, you know. Yeah, I know what um, I know what they're saying. Yeah, It was kind of unnerving. Yes, it is, and uh, but I think things are picking up. Uh, I know the legislature. We had some uh, pretty good hearings this last week with the uh, legislative council. Uh, Education committee is meeting this afternoon and in the morning. Uh, so I know legislators are ready to get back involved, and I know that there will be discussions over the next two days on this issue about whether uh, there's going to have to be distance learning continued in the fall for K-12. I I just don't, I don't think that we can continue with that. I've heard from too many teachers uh, that say that, you know, it's really not, it's not working. It's not working for teachers. It's not working for students, for students. And as you've said, there are so many that of students, uh, gosh, and their families too, you know, if they're not back in school, there's a lot of families that just cannot afford uh, to continue uh, for the parents to be home with those kids. They're ready I, to get back to work as well. All right. Let's talk further about this when we come back. Got to get a break in. Our guest is State Representative Mark Lowry. We will talk to him further about this because both both parents are working for the most part uh, in America's families. Who stays home to watch the kids uh, if School's not open. It's a good question. We'll take it up when we come back. According to Forbes, 96% of Americans, that's right, 96% claimed their Social Security benefits at the wrong time. And that can cause you cost you an average of $111,000. And uh, I don't know about you. I can't afford to lose $111,000. I can't afford to lose one hundred and eleven. dollars 
dollars, especially on Social Security income. Learn how you could avoid this with a free Social Security analysis from David Lucas Financial right here in North Little Rock. If you've saved more than $250,000, you have not filed for Social Security. Again, have not filed for Social Security. Be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free analysis now. Call 501-222-3315. Uh, The free analysis can be done over the phone or video conferencing. Don't have to go into the office or them come to your house. Call 501-222-3315. Again, 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. Traffic and weather. Then we got more with Mark Lowry when we come back. All right, back with uh, Mark Lowry, state representative in the uh, Maumel area. He has uh, joined us for this half hour uh, today to talk about things going on in the state. And, Mark, when I talked to uh, Julie Mayberry, state representative Mayberry from down the East End, uh, she said that, you know, she wanted the governor to call a special session so that you guys could deal with the th- about taxes on the PPP money, and she wasn't sure about uh, the $1,200 checks that Arkansans had gotten, whether that's going to have state tax on it or not, and that they right. need special session for you guys to find out about that. But I got a question for you. You made the statement that uh, you thought your, cons- your, your other state representatives are ready to get back to work. Uh, it seems to me, as I've talked to more representatives in the House side and senators over on the Senate side, that there's a feeling that they think some of their power has been pared away from them, uh, and it's ended up in the governor's office. And they, they believe in three uh, co-equal branches of government here in the state. Uh, is that something you believe that state reps and state senators are going to be perhaps pressing when they do get back uh, into a session? Well, I know I have heard that conversation more from senators, um, especially you know during their um, pro tem election that took place, where uh, Senator Hickey was was elected. That you know there's been some uh, feeling that 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 is a signal that uh, the Senate at least really wants to rest control and, you know, be more, uh, as you say, co-equal with the executive branch. I haven't heard that as much from House members, but I think uh, there is a feeling, especially with, you know, it's just very disconcerting. And I think what's happened with this COVID-19 and the, the CARES Act funding coming into the state and, you know, some of the missteps as far as the grant pro- uh, process. Um, when you hear a, a, a legislator say, well, we're aware that there's going to be some waste in this program. Um, I think that what's happened is that um, a lot of the um, lack of oversight or the ability to provide oversight by the legislature has really been exposed by this this flow of money and 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 probably 
wasteful spending that's going to take place. One of the issues that I raised on this um, COVID, COVID money for private businesses to buy personal protective equipment, um, you know, they're going to be out there on their own trying to find the best deal for all of this, competing with one another. Why not if, if the state of Arkansas's uh, stockpile has been built up, why not allow them to, us to have a public-private partnership so that the state knows how to be able to replenish? Go ahead and buy from us, from the state, at a, a price that you know you can trust. It's not You're not going to be gouged. And, um, you know, those, those kinds of things, we can offer them in committee meetings the suggestions. But at this point, it's the executive branch that's really calling the shots. Uh, so I, I think there's more and more discontent that's being voiced and that the legislature wants to be more uh, involved in this process as well as others. Is it because this is the last uh, uh, legislative session, you know, General Assembly, that the governor will preside over uh, that, uh, you know, he's lame duck, so to speak, and doesn't have as much uh, power to kind of play whack-a-mole out there with legislators uh, that they're willing to say we're going to now's the time to, to push back a little bit we've given a lot during his first session and part of this second session now it's time for us to push back and get this thing back on an even keel we've got two minutes yeah i i don't believe it's being triggered by that i think it is just a general feeling of discontent that the legislature is not being consulted. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to remember an issue uh, that happened when I was on your show, uh, I guess the last time I was live in the studio with you, uh, about the refugees right, being right. Accept, accepted into Arkansas. Uh, you know, the governor says, well, I notified uh, legislative leaders. Uh, which would have been the Speaker of the House and the President Pro Tem, and you know it, it's up to them to uh, to let the legislators know. Well, I know for a fact that the leadership was only notified minutes before the announcement was made. So, right. I mean, how how exactly are they going to? And the, and the thing is, it's the the refugees are going to be released. We're going to be released into areas where legislators have to answer questions and if we're not given notification or more importantly given input uh, the ability to provide input on whether it should be done uh then that puts us at a at a disadvantage with our constituents in being able to answer their questions and uh, assuage their concerns State Representative Mark Lowry, thank you for the time. We'll do it again soon. How's that, sir? All right. Thank you very much. Enjoy it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye now. All right. State Senator, Senator State Representative Mark Lowry. We'll get some of the senators on here in the next uh, few days and see what they're saying. We'll be back with more with Robert Steinbach. Final hour of the Dave Ellswick Show coming up after the news.